you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to episode 83 of In Orbit, Masho's Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and to you, the Destiny community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening to us, we want to thank you for making this show a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. My name is Jordan. And I'm My name is Will Humscream. There you go, him. <laughs> and before we begin our show, we want to make sure that you guys are checking out all the other amazing podcasts available here on the Mashos Buttons Network at www.mashosbuttons.com. Get involved with the show by sending us questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast or on Jordan's Twitch, www.twitch.tv slash imtbot. So on today's show, as you already heard, we have Mr. Wilhelm Scream. So why don't you go ahead and tell the uh, audience a little bit about yourself? Hi guys, well my real name is Zach, but uh, I go by the YouTube tag Wilhelm underscore Scream, Wilhelm with a one, which is very weird, and I do Destiny YouTube content and weekly updates, once weekly updates start again, that's things like Zer Day and Reset Day and Arms Day, kind of my review coverage of that, and I've been doing it for, well, since the, actually since the launch, but I played in the alpha of Destiny, so I've been going at it for a while. So what's been the biggest thing for you with regards to Destiny? What is the thing that brought you to Destiny? Um, well, I've always been a huge FPS fan, and I played a lot of Halo and was a big fan of Halo when Bungie kind of owned it, and I sort of lost touch with it a little bit after they left. But then Destiny was sort of a blend of, I really enjoyed the uh, Crucible content when I first started playing like the alpha and the beta of it. But then I noticed after the first, couple of weeks of just doing that after playing through the story mode, I really got into, um, you know, just sort of loot farming, but also uh, the different sort of dynamic that that created when you, how, you know, just how much time you can really put into a game. I mean, I also played World of Warcraft, so the idea of farming was always, you know, it never really went too far from my mind, but I don't know, there was a kind of the way you could solo missions and do things on your own or in a group, but then also kind of do things on your own that you might do in a group. That challenge kind of propelled me, I think. And I really got into that more as time went on. Nice. So I know that you've already seen plenty of stuff out there on the internet. Um, and there's plenty of stuff that we're going to be talking about this week, but what has been the one thing that's intrigued you most about destiny Two, be it the beta or any, um, stuff that Bungie's put out. Yeah, um, I think the thing kind of playing into what I was saying is the thing that I'm really kind of looking forward to is 
the sort of the grind of farming being a little bit like I actually really enjoyed early on, even though I knew they couldn't do it forever. But when you actually had to go out and sort of look for um, things like spin metal and all these uh, different utilities that you had to kind of collect to put together whatever you wanted. So I kind of am looking forward to that again. And it seems what they're doing with the patrol zones and the NPCs within the patrol zones is really interesting because it actually seems as though farming in a specific area for an extended period of time will get you things guaranteed and almost it's almost like a badge of honor if you're capable of getting certain level rewards that you've done your due diligence in that area so i'm really looking forward to that and making content about that i think will be really interesting because i there's going to be new stuff i think discovered all the time different methods different places to go that sort of stuff especially early on Right. I mean, I'm super excited for patrols. They just look so much fun and they look to be an extension of the actual missions. Like you're going into a, a beacon, activate it, go ahead and get your mission, go and get your loot. I, I think that's absolutely brilliant and I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, the one big thing, it's officially September 1st today as we're speaking. So there's no ambiguity. Go buy your Pop-Tarts. Go buy your... <laughs> Uh, what is it? The the monster energy drinks. Yeah. So make sure that you get your sugar rush and go into diabetes because this thing is, is about to get lit. Um, I, I definitely tried today. <laughs> I went to um, I went to Target. I got some regular Pop-Tarts. I, I, we just found out you can get any literally any box of Pop-Tarts. Doesn't matter if it's Jolly Ranchers, the Dunkin Donuts one. A regular one, the Destiny one. You can get any box of Pop Tarts as long as you have the receipt. The receipt is the key. You take a picture. Yep. You take a picture of that receipt that shows that you purchased the Pop Tarts. Send it in either to the email or to the. Um, there's a number that you text along with, I think, D2 XP. I think that's what you're saying, or that's what you're supposed to uh, send with a text. And three hours later, you will get your code. And I've so, given out a couple uh, codes already to some people in the UK because I know that they don't they don't get pop tarts or they don't feel like spending fourteen dollars to have it shipped to them. Uh, so I, I'm hoping to get out some more on the show. In fact, I do have one code to give out. We're going to be doing a little ooh. bit of a game on the stream. Some loot loot, some XP loot loot for you guys, whoever is watching live on stream. So it pays to come onto the stream, even if it's just for XP. But we will be giving out uh, one in the stream, so I'm excited to, to get the crew involved. Uh, did you guys pick up any uh, Pop-Tarts or any energy drink to tide yourself over until September 5th or 6th? No. Hey, I, have, I have not yet. But a lot of that was because I couldn't find those Rockstar energy drinks anywhere in my vicinity. So before, when they did it on the uh, Red Bull cans, I went out and bought too many of those. <laughs> but maybe I'll have to try this Pop-Tart thing now that I've heard you can just buy any. Yeah. Thankfully, you can buy any because let me tell you, not that I eat many Pop-Tarts, but my favorite would be cookies and cream. I just want to. I was tempted to get all those boxes. And then when I found out that you can just use any pop test, I was like, well, damn it all to hell. So 
Definitely. I didn't realize you were a cookies and cream guy. Oh, baby, I'm all about that cream. Anyway, (laughs) people in the UK can actually take advantage of the Pop-Tarts. There's a workaround. So you buy your Pop-Tarts, you send it to a U.S. address. And a lot of people have been using, for example, the Houston Food Bank or some food banks in Texas, sending them their Pop-Tarts. But I think you, you have to buy $25 worth or whatever. And they just use that to get their XP. So there's been people using workarounds, very interesting workarounds. And I know that they're taking advantage of it just to get that XP. It's a shame that they have to use workarounds. Like they should be able to have access to this, um, these codes in some way, shape or form. There's other products that I'm sure that they, they use over there. Some crimpets for your XP, sir. <laughs> Yo, butterscotch uh, crimpets. Remember those things? Those things were amazing. No. Oh yeah, you, you you're talking about um, the tasty cakes. Yeah, yeah. What were the ones that had like the little wedge missing? Does anybody remember those? The little wedge what? missing. There was a little. They were like a cake that looked like a little wedge had been taken out of the cake. Like somebody took like a little bite out of it. I don't know. It wasn't zebra cakes, but it was something. I digress. This this <laughs> is a this is a question that I'm going to be posing to the chat. What is this cake he is talking about? <laughs> All right. So um, definitely pick up some Pop-Tarts. It definitely works. It doesn't need to be Destiny specific. But I kind of want to talk about the big news of the week. And there's a lot of spoilery stuff. And we're going to be very, very gentle because I know we have a lot of people <laughs> who don't want anything spoiled. Only thing I will say that may be spoiler-related, but not spoiling the game is this. Reddit is an absolute landmine field. If you do not want to know anything about the game, stay away from Reddit, because the strikes are all there, some missions are there, a list of pretty much all the exotics that we know of are there, Um, and there's some returning stuff, which... I'm going to hold off until next week because I have some strong feelings about that that I kind of want to talk about. We'll save it till next week when the game is officially out. Just know that there's a lot of stuff on Reddit that is very interesting and may be spoiler to the story. Um, The one thing I will mention that isn't really much of a spoiler because I think we all expected this to happen. Zer will be returning. Zer will be on a random planet and you have to go and find him, which I think is way more interesting than going to a specific place in the tower and saying, hi, Zer, thank you for standing in front of this big giant door, which we were never able to go through until (laughs) Destiny 2. The door. Yeah, so we don't know exactly what his wares are going to be, whether it's going to be some sort of set exotic like it is now or if it's going to be, I have special things that you can use to build weapons or whatever. So it's a, it's going to be exciting to see exactly what Xur is going to be like in Destiny 2. We also have confirmation. A raid is going to be available the Wednesday after the game launches. This is straight one from... week. You have one week, people. You have one week to prepare. This was on the TWAB. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So <laughs> that's what she said. Anyway, 
Now we just evolved <laughs> into complete lunatics. Oh my god. So the TWAB, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, the Nightfall is going to be ready whenever you are. So whenever you get to that appropriate level, go right into the Nightfall. The raid is going to be available at 10 a.m. Pacific time on September 13th. And Trials, whatever it's called, is going to be available at 10 a.m. September 15th. There's no waiting around like it was in Rise of Iron Launch where you had to wait, I think, three weeks. Or in Taken King where you had to wait almost an entire month. Literally the week after the game is out, you're going to be able to go back into your old favorites. So, now that we got the dates, what do you guys think? You guys is going to be raid ready for uh, for Worlds First? Well, I'm sensing so much confidence from you too. You know, I'm. I, I have to say, I hope, um, because I know in the first week or so, I'm going to be so committed to just doing things on my own. I feel like because that's always the way I've in every expansion of this game. I've always spent at least three or four days of the first expansion always just doing things on my own and exploring because I just don't want to miss anything and I find that though you can get through stuff so much quicker when you're playing with groups I know that I'm going to spend a lot of time in the um in the dead zone and any other of those sort of patrol areas that I can so I hope I hope that gets me up to up to stuff maybe raid ready by the time it launches I'm definitely going to try to play trials though that I'm going to be gunning for i think in the first for the first launch but is that your big thing huh well what was that is that your big thing are you a big pvp player you know i it was one of those things where i played it like three times early on went flawless kind of got bored of it actually at first Mm -hmm. and then I went back later. I was always really a big um, uh, Iron Banner fan. The thing I didn't like about Trials, honestly, was sort of the 3v3 layout. But now switching to 4v4, because we used to run, um, buddies of mine, we used to do like sweaties with 4v4, um, essentially Trials settings. And we loved it. It It was so much better. It just kind of limited that ability of that one guy who's just, absolute godly with a sniper of taking out two of you before you even get a chance to do anything and though i like sniping there's just some people out there that you know i mean connection will play a part but it would it was a little bit um it got a little bit repetitive after a while i felt like so i think this will add more versatility to just what people are doing in trials too when you add another person in and i'm am i correct in believing it is going to be 4v4 that's correct that's correct that's what i thought yeah, the only thing that hasn't been confirmed with regards to trials is if it is still going to be elimination. We don't know anything about trials. We don't even know it hasn't even been confirmed the name. Now, there are videos out there that are swearing up and down that it is going to be called Trials of the Nine and that there's other information about that. I don't want to say that that's exactly what's going to happen because we still have yet to get any confirmation from Bungie. Most likely, we're not going to get anything at all until the game launches. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm 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 just gonna I'm I'm waiting till the to, till it comes out, seeing how it, how it plays out. But I'm with you. I'm super excited about Iron Banner. I'm I'm really 
really hoping to see what Iron Banner is going to be like in Destiny 2. What about you, T-Bot? Um, I'm excited for everything. My first thing I'm going to be excited about, or the thing I'm most excited about, is going to be the raid. Um, I really want to get raid ready, but I'm sort of... I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but I'm a little worried that it's going to be tough to be fully raid ready. Like, actually be ready to raid and finish the raid, you know? I have a feeling we're going to be there for like 20 hours and be like, well, didn't finish it. <laughs> but um, yeah, just like old times, uh, it's totally cool. Um, I expect it to some degree, but I have confidence in our group. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But, you know, Trials, Iron Banner, PvP. Um, I've grown to love PvP in Destiny 1, and I really like Destiny 2 PvP. So Destiny 2's PvP is something I look forward to. But all the exploration and things that we have going on uh, or apparently going on that we should have uh, the, the lost sectors, the adventures and all this other stuff. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to dive into the exploration side of the game um, and see what it has to offer, because we didn't really have that in Destiny 1. And it looks like we're having that or we're getting that in Destiny 2. That is exciting to me. So, yeah, I just I'm trying to avoid spoilers, despite the fact that I am. Uh, whatchamacallit, uh, you know, doing the podcast and things. The uh, the spoilers, I'm trying to keep away from them, so I haven't watched too much, just like tids, like, 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 like little bits here and there. Um, I mean, I just, I, I, I want to enjoy this game so much. It's, it's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And PvP is much, the Crucible is, I mean, it's much different, I've noticed in this game from what I played in the beta. I mean... I think it's a little bit more accessible, um, to be honest. It's just uh, the way the way that power weapons work are much more much more balanced. You're going to be going primary to primary for the most part. I mean, or now that you have kind of two primaries, it just makes it a little bit more tit for tat, if you know what I mean. Like you're not going to really be able to push on those three guys and just take out two of them or three of them really quick because you're that good with the sniper rifle. I mean, if you are, more power to you, but it's going to be that much more difficult to be that good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot more people playing it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how teams play out because Trials it was known for having very specific cla- uh, subclasses and classes like you always wanted a Radiance Warlock. You always wanted, well, when it originally came out, a Blade Dancer. Now it's Golden Gun. So it's going to be interesting to see how these different um, subclasses and classes play out. Especially, this isn't really much of a spoiler because we've already seen it on Bungie authorized streams. The new, uh, the returning Taken King subclasses. It's going to be interesting to see how they all come together and how they all play with regards to the new trials and the new meta for PvP. So next thing I kind of want to talk about real quick is the actual... Okay, how do I say this? It was a weird video that was put out by Wired. Um, It was with Luke Smith and... He answers questions. It it, it almost reminded me of when he took those 70 questions about TTK where he just answered with quick one one word word answers. But this was a little bit more drawn out. He was basically responding to Twitter questions. 
Now, there wasn't much to really go on. He was just basically talking about the feeling and how, how it was like. But there were three things that really stood out, at least to me. First one is fusion rifles are going to be nerfed. <laughs> Boo. I get it. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> they were really strong, I, I will admit. But those are my babies. You don't touch my babies. Oh, the next one is we have an official name for the dubious volley. It's the Wardif, Wardcliff coil. Sorry. And then the most important thing to me, Luke Smith confirmed exos eat food. Okay, I, I'm lying about the last one. The last one isn't all that important, but he did confirm that they did eat food. So exo hype, exos master race. <laughs> Nice. No, uh, no. That Cade Six in the live action trailer was impressive. That we'll was cool get to, to that in a second. Yo, that was. We'll awesome. get to that in a second. Now we're now we're skipping talk of topics, but I know T Bot, you didn't watch the uh, the video, but did you take uh, take a look at it, Wilhelm Scream? The um, live no, action no, no, no. The uh, the the Luke Smith video. Oh, I watched um, clips of it, but I read a couple of articles about it. Just basically. Focusing on what you're discussing primarily and a couple other um, spoiler related things. Actually, I think the stuff that I read was primarily looking for spoilers. So I don't want to say too oh, much because I probably read all the wrong things. But but I did I did see it. All right. So let's go, because you already opened the door. Let's go ahead and just go into it. A live action trailer was live yesterday, August 31st. Oh my God, is it amazing. <laughs> I, you, you know what's really sad though? I'm seeing a lot of, there's a lot of people who are complaining that there's too much of Cade 6. And I'm trying to understand why, especially when he's amazing. He is amazing. And he is Nathan Fillion to a degree. And that's, Every, I mean, Nathan Fillion's done so many voiceovers at this point. You can't help but recognize that voice. So, you know. And for whoever, whoever's watching the live stream, you can already see the effects of the live action trailer as we have puppies all <laughs> over the screen. Beautiful, beautiful puppies. <laughs> Threatened by Gaul, and we must protect them all. The single best line that guy screaming the puppies that face. I wonder how many ta- I wonder how many takes they did to just to get that perfectly because it really made me laugh. <laughs> it, it was just it, it was so it was amazing that they actually got that commercial made. First off, the production value was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I'm really surprised that they got a live action Kate Six because that's not a cheap thing to do i mean when he's talking the mouthpiece is actually moving and then the light is lighting in the back now i get the light part you can actually get that one done pretty quickly or you know activate a light whenever he's speaking but the mouth moving that is actually kind of impressive yeah i liked it very much i was (laughs) i didn't actually know it was when I was looking at it at first, I was almost like, did they just CGI him? But then after watching it a couple, like, you know, after looking at him a couple of more seconds, I was like, oh, wow, that's actually a real, the real deal Holyfield there. That's one way of putting it. The real deal Holyfield. I haven't heard that in a while. 
in a minute. Yeah, taking it back. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, does it make you more hype, or what did this trailer do for you? Because I honestly oh, did God, not yeah. expect a live action trailer. Uh, I did because they did one for Destiny One. I just didn't think I wasn't like forefront of my mind, but I think when I heard it was gonna drop, I was like, "Oh yeah, live action trailer." They did one already. Yeah, I saw this one. It blew the first one away. Probably one of the, in my opinion, probably one of the best live action video game trailers done. A lot of people were saying um, one of the the one of the Halo trailers was really really good. Um, I can't remember what was it. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But uh, yes. Yeah, I think it was Halo Reach trailer. It was like really, really good. That was live action, apparently. Um, I vaguely remember it. I didn't go back and look at it on YouTube, but it was awesome. This one was awesome. It it, it was funny, and I don't know. It, the production value, like you said, was really good. It was like I watched it like 50 times. I couldn't help but watch it repeatedly. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, the first live action trailer for Destiny was one of my all-time favorite game trailers because i just thought it was so original i mean i thought a lot of the way that bungie has done their advertisement over the year of a lot of their games halo well mostly halo but um i just that element of it is very very cool i i in the way that they got the humor into it and really kind of made it very now even though it's not supposed to be now yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's a it's a great little marketing strategy, you mm-hmm. know, with all the like the cups blowing up and everything <laughs> blowing up and getting a text on your phone. And, and and they did regional and they did regional versions. They you saw the UK version where it's instead of coffee, it's tea, and I was like, that's pretty. Funny. No, I mean, what was really cool was the amount of detail that they had in in everything. I mean, if for example, the war dogs l- looked like war dogs. The scions, the the one eye right in the middle, that was creepy and oh god, oh, oh yeah. I don't know yeah, if I'd ever awesome, noticed awesome. that really before. Like I'd never seen. I mean, I know that they're supposed to be. I didn't really know where they're supposed to be looking at them. I did, are they one eyed creatures? I didn't yeah, when know that. if you go back, a, that's a helmet. That's a helmet they're wearing. Well, I know that that was a helmet, but you know, like you, you, that's just it. They put on a helmet. You don't really know where the eyes are, but I could tell. Well, in the trailer, you could see like a one eye yeah. moving around, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was an yeah he, he, they have an exposed eye. I, I think a lot more of the Cabal in this game huh. have exposed faces. Like you're seeing actual Cabal faces. In the video, for example, you're seeing the actual Centurion. His teeth are... Ah! Oh, yeah. That was sort of freaky. Yeah. It looked like your mom. Oh! 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 In my oh, face! Man, sorry. Anyway... It should be <laughs> no, but it, it, it the amount of detail in the smallest things from the the scion eye to the to the teeth to the to the to the look of Cade. You know, this is gonna sound really silly, and I'm gonna date myself. I apologize, people. It reminded me oh, of do. the old Ninja Turtles live <laughs> concert. <laughs> the Ninja Ooh, live concert. No, I'm going back even further. They did an old live action uh, concert where they had people dressed. That was after the. That was after was the, second the second movie. movie? Or something though. Yeah, because the first movie. Okay, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna say it. The first movie actually. Holds the first up movie's a the best. Bit. Yeah, the first movie is really good. Yeah, it is. It's it's good though. It's actually a good movie. The second one got a little cheesy. The costumes by the third one was like, no, can't do this. 
yeah, the the concert thing where they were out on the stage and yeah, that was like after the I think it was after the second movie. Whatever the case was, I, I'm oh man, I'm dating myself so bad. But yeah, it, it just the <laughs> like it felt like real. Like I remember how those costumes looked. They actually looked real. And if I'm not mistaken, um, what is it? Jim Henson's Productions was working on the the concert items and all that stuff. So. It wouldn't surprise if I'm not mistaken. I think Weta, um, Weta Workshop was the one who was working on this commercial. They've done a lot of stuff lately, um, not only movies, but it would make sense that Weta was working on this because the director of the actual commercial, Jordan Voigt Roberts, was the one who worked on Kong Skull Island. And Weta definitely worked on Kong Skull Island to bring Kong to life and obviously the creatures in that movie. Mm. So. He's a fan of Destiny. It's 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 interesting to, to get an actual fan involved in the production of promotional material, especially when it comes out this well. The, by the way, that explosion in <laughs> in the um what is it the the Grand Canyon that was the that was the part I was dead. <laughs> okay, I sort of saw it coming, but it was still funny. <laughs> as soon as it paused, I was like, I know it's gonna happen, and then the stuff. <laughs> We need to get some big guns. That's not a metaphor. Go get them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope, I mean, I'm sure you'll see more of Cade 6, but I mean, I don't understand why people would not enjoy more Cade 6, in my opinion. I you know, know it's, right. It's, it's weird with a game like this because when the, the game first came out, yes, Cade 6 was in there and yes, he was cracking some wisecracks. You really didn't know that unless you were standing by the character and you you kind of let him like, hey, take me with you. Like that creepy stuff. <laughs> and then like his personality really didn't come out until Taken King when he became more of the focal point where he was front and center. He was basically the main guy that you interacted with regards to Taken King. Yes, you interacted with Eris, but he was the main um vanguard person this game is going to be interesting actually playing alongside k6 where he's in your fire team if you want to say it like that i think one of my favorite my definite yeah probably my favorite mission from the taken king maybe in destiny actually altogether was Cade's stash mission i always liked playing through that whenever it was the the daily because there were so many little interesting things to find and he always talked to you right. through the whole thing Right. And if you found like the, there was a couple of different Easter eggs in that mission that you oh, yeah. got some oh, yeah. really fun. Yeah, the, the, the secret room um, before you go up the elevator to fight the, the shade of orcs. I was like, yeah, uh, don't go in here. <laughs> there was apparently there was. A, did you guys ever see the other one where you can like scan the pod at the end of the yes, mission? Yes, uh, everybody was saying that that was a, a cue to the Master Chief. Right, yeah, early on. I mean, I don't know, but... Dude, if, if the Master Chief came out and was Nova bombing, and then he was like, all right, I'm going back to sleep. I'm done. I'm done. Well, I, my question would be is, how could you keep the Master Chief asleep, really? I mean, I know that he, he'd done Ma a lot, but I don't think you'd keep that, man, keep that man from going and... Dude, if Master Chief was like, yo, you guys got ugly aliens, I'm done. I'm peacing. I'm I, I can't, no. I was like, call me when you got the flood. I'm done. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see Cade in the missions. I'm excited to see Ikora, Zavala. I'm just so excited for this game. I'm the the past few weeks. I my hype level has gone from. Remember a couple months ago, Jordan, where when we were like assessing like our excitement with the game, and I was like, I'm at a six. Like we do yeah. it every other day. I'm I'm like a full on wood, ten out of ten, will bang. Like that's where I'm at right now. Had to cut holes in your have oh, to cut it, holes in your pants. Stuffing it down right now. Just just I gotta stuff it down a little bit. Just I I just stopped personally. I just stopped oh, wearing God. pants. Okay. <laughs> that's why they, that's why my cams waste up right now. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, Jordan, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and talk about mash those buttons? Sure, man. Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the game you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Thank you very much, Jordan. So before we get into messages from the reef, I do want to remind everybody, the game will be available at midnight in your country, the earliest place that it can be midnight. And what I mean by that is this, you're in the United States, midnight would be East Coast. That means West Coast people, they have access to the game at 9 p.m. Check your times. Obviously in Europe, midnight, whatever time it is, because there's multiple time zones there. Whenever you're midnight, get ready to enjoy the game. That's what that's the time that you should be looking for. Everybody's a little bit confused with this rolling midnight release or whatever because there was a graph that said that it's midnight Eastern time and then they were putting all the different hours. It's midnight your time. So whoever's in Australia, congratulations. You're going to have the game about 12 hours before us or even longer than that, whatever. However, the, the, the time conversion, I'm not good with time math. <laughs> Just, just you figure it out whenever it's midnight you go play. All right? How about that? Cool. All right. Do do things. Enjoy it. Yeah. Have fun. Per, I need you to press the button and do things. <laughs> All right. And with that, we go into messages from the reef. So messages from the reef is a section where we involve you, the listeners. You guys ask us questions. We answer them. And we also are going to involve the live uh, people in, in the stream. And that's when we'll give out the special code. So the first question comes from Mr. Jason Buchanan. Or Buchanan, whatever his last name is. It, it, his name is Putterhead on, on PlayStation. Him. Buchanan. Or, the, it's definitely the, not Buchanan. Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Canadian dude. <laughs> Do you think they'll take away gun perks from armor like faster reload, more hipfire accuracy, faster ads, etc.? And replace them with weapon mods, quick draw, magazine, laser light for better hip accuracy, grips for faster ads, and keep the armor perks relatively ability oriented. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I did just it's a it's a, I I could talk about it at length, but it's sort of a yes or no question. Are they gonna do that? No, I don't think they will because I'm pretty sure the weapons that we saw in the beta had similar perk layouts. Well, He's not talking so much about the guns themselves. He's talking about the armor. Like, for example, the the well, gauntlets. Well, it's related, though. Right, but but he's talking about like 
the gauntlets having hand cannon reload. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think they're still going to have that. I would agree. It might not be as expansive, maybe a little bit more direct. I I think they'll do away with things that maybe, um, because things changed over the course of the Destiny meta when it came to perks or talent trees in general of any kind. So I think it's going to be more um, catered to what really will help and what won't and what you're really going to want and what is kind of just there for show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little I think it's going to be a little bit harder in this game to do something like hand cannon reload and the reason I say that is you're going to have two sets of hand cannons or you can you have the possibility of having two sets of hand cannons, one primary, one energy without really knowing too much about how the armor works out. It's hard to give you an answer. Um it wouldn't surprise me if they kept a lot of the same stuff, but I'm hoping for stuff like you mentioned like that laser sight. Um That'd be cool. D- different scopes, um, just just more modifications that actually affect the guns that kind of affected the visual in game. I-, I think that would be really really cool. Next question comes okay. from giving quiet signs. I have a question for all of you from the live action trailer: <laughs> Is Kate Six a cat guy or a chicken guy? <laughs> and the plot. Oh, he appears can... to be a chicken guy. It appears to be a chicken guy. But how often can you keep a chicken, you know, in the tower? Well, I well, haven't I, seen any chickens in that tower or cats, for that matter. I suppose. Do I go with the very poor joke or do I just leave it alone? I would go for the very poor joke. All right, here we go. I always keep my cock in my hand. Anyway, uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, I mean, I'm completely disappointed in myself, but. <laughs> To quote Jamie Lannister, maybe it's all just cocks in the end. Yes. <laughs> oh we'll God. go. With, we'll move on to the next question very, very quickly. So, Justin Wynolds, one is Dominus Gall the Shield Brothers' father? No, um, I don't think so. No, uncle, <laughs> brother-in-law. <laughs> he is a Targaryen. Um. <laughs> No, I, I I don't think there's any relation there. In fact, we already know that Dominus Gaul was left to die and that he's carried that, around that burden ever since he was young while being raised by the, the console to become the megalomaniac that he is right now. Right, Question right, number right. two. Am I excited? Uh, wait, hold up. I am super excited about the improvements to ease of player progression. But my biggest concern now is that I'm going to blow through the PvE content. And since the grind for God Roll Weapons is gone, as a Destiny grinder, am I going to be looking at trouble? We don't know enough about the game to really make an educated comment on this, though. They could be misleading us with the beta because they hopefully know or learn from their missteps from the Destiny 1 beta into the game. I think there's a lot we didn't see. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, right. What we've seen, I think in weapons options is incredibly limited mm-hmm. to what mm-hmm. we will. So, so 
can't speak intelligently about it too much at this point. So I think that what they'll do with regards to weapons, and this is what I'm just saying, the, the, we already know that a better devils will always have like that explosive rounds or whatever, the, the same exact perks. So whatever that gun has, the legendary version, most likely will have that. Would it surprise me if, say, the raid version of the guns was more like the ones from Taken King, except with hopefully much better perks? It wouldn't surprise me there because that's a special type of legendary weapon and that's how you would make that weapon feel exotic, so to say, without it being exotic. So mm. that's what I see happening with regards to weapons. Um, the exotics, I think, is where you're going to see a lot more variation where you can get a version that is arc or a version that is solar. Um, there, I'm not going to say which gun it is. We already know that there is <laughs> one exotic that you can get that you can have arc, solar, and void. So if you remember the, the old meme that, that was going around about that machine gun that you could fire all three elements, that's kind of now happening in the game. There is a gun that will be able to shoot arc, solar, or void, depending on what settings you have on it. So that's where, what I'd like to see. Um, and then on top of that, we also know that the, you will be able to put a special node or activator on energy weapons to make it a solar version or an arc version. Um, Luke Smith did comment on, that, uh, comment on this in the video where he said... Um, I know that the Nightfall is going to have a lot of Cabal, and Cabal have solar shields, so I may want to have a solar version of this weapon. That's where I'm going to. That, that's where I see a lot of the the variation and the fun um, coming into play. On top, absolutely. Um, and where I see the grind mm, happening, sweet, sweet grind. I'm going to grind on you anyway. Where I. Mm. <laughs> you're like a new puppy oh pet me please anyway where i see a lot of the grind happening is a lot of these pve missions there's there's going to be a lot of stuff that you have to do and i'm going to be excited about seeing how that's like so i think that's where the grind is going to come into play the pve missions where you're going to have a lot of stuff to do just to get one exotic Next question comes up from one of the best names I've ever seen in my life. His name is Lars Umlot. <laughs> is is Destiny That's Lars, sir, good Mr. Umlot is Destiny 2 on PC an afterthought? No, absolutely no. not. I think it's the future of the game. Um we or I honestly believe that Bungie is delaying the PC version because they want to make sure it's completely right. To to say that, oh, but they've had, you know, PCs aren't anything new. The only thing that changes is the graphics card. That's easy to say, but there is so much going on in the background. It's absolutely unfathomable to to think of everything that you have to compensate for with regards to PC. You have to make sure that the servers are right. You have to make sure that the clients are working right. You have to make sure that you have methods to prevent cheating. Graphics are a huge thing. It's a big reason why people are going to PC. Um, the competitive nature, how weapons are going to be working, everything changes from the second you go from um, controller to mouse and keyboard. 
the fact that they made it so that the second you plug in your USB, let's say Xbox One controller in, it automatically recognizes that and modifies it so that the game is going as a like you're playing a special version of the Xbox One version game. Like that is absolutely amazing. I think that's absolutely fantastic that they did all that work. I absolutely think that it's not an afterthought. They're putting a lot of time and er effort. They're, they want to make sure that it's put out right. Because we've seen a lot of bad versions of PC games. Um, or console games on PC. Name one. Okay, Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter Five. I'm lucky I played Batman Arkham Knight on the uh, PS4. I wasn't about to do that on PC. Yeah, there's there's so many games that we can name that that just poorly translated over, and based on what we've seen so far with Destiny Two, the beta went by, for all intents and purposes, flawlessly. It's it's a it's amazing that that it went, um, so well, and and it was fantastic to see the enthusiasm. People are actually debating, like, do I really want the PlayStation Four version or Xbox One version? Like, I I'm tempted to hold off until the PC. Like, this these are actual conversations people are having and i think that's fantastic for the future of the game especially on pc that, that that they're not saying yo you know what i'm just gonna stick with a console version like they're actually debating do i really want to stay on on console when i can have what seems to be a superior version on, on pc yeah yeah i i agree i agree 110 the pc version is definitely not an afterthought I'm speaking from experience mm -hmm. playing the PC beta past couple days and uh, the community had loved it. Everyone was super impressed with how it played and uh, it confirms that Bungie or it, it uh, reinforces what Bungie uh, was telling us that the game on PC was being not, not just a, like a crappy port. It was actually being optimized for PC and uh, go to you brought up a really good point. Uh, this there's probably going to be a change of the guard, so to speak. Uh, you know, with playing the game, I think we're going to start to see PC not take over right away, but Destiny Two is going to be the start of the ball rolling in the PC direction more. I think, say, there's a Destiny Three, Destiny Two's, uh, you know, does its thing. It's super successful. We see Destiny Three come along. I think PC is just going to get even bigger for that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of jumping on what you said. Not too not hard. To, um, I'll be gentle, I promise. <laughs> Thank you. It's not really a spoiler, but internal communication going around in, from Bungie employees is that Destiny 2 is a five-year project. So we've, we spent three years on Destiny 1. It was supposed to be two years. We spent three years in Destiny 1. They've worked on this game to make it last five years. So we're going to see some massive improvements, improvements in the lifetime of Destiny 2 to the PC side um, that console is just not going to be able to, to handle. Like This is definitely going to be a game that you really want to play on PC, especially if you're looking for all these bells and whistles, improvements, so on. Like These are things that are going to be on PC first and foremost and then kind of worked as best as they can into PlayStation 4 PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X. That's why these systems are so important. Um, I, I'm pretty. It wouldn't surprise me if a game like this, like Activision and Bungie, went up to Sony and said, "Look, PlayStation 4 not going to last us that long. 
we have pl big plans for Destiny. And then other uh, uh, companies are saying the same thing. Like at a certain point, Sony was like, we probably need to get a pro out or an update out. But we're, we're not there for yet for PlayStation 5. So it's I'm hoping that this pushes these, these game. I, I know it sounds ridiculous to a lot of people, but I'm hoping that these these games like this, the comp competition that these systems are going to have now with PC is going to push these um, these console makers to develop more powerful software. Um, there's big rumors now that uh, Sony's going to be putting out a PlayStation 5 next year. And it wouldn't surprise me if this was a response to the competition that PC is giving these guys. Like it's it's hard to, to have a system last six, seven years or even 10 years like they, they, they originally intended for PlayStation 3. It's not going to cut wait, it. Wait, wait. Hold the phone. Mm -hmm. PS5 next year. That's the big rumor that, that, that there's been a lot of talk. Uh, normally, I wouldn't comment on something like that because it's just like anybody can say that. But when prominent people are talking about that, that's when I kind of like, okay. It wouldn't surprise me. If, Adjust the glasses. It wouldn't surprise me if, if PlayStation 5 was nothing more than a specialized version of Play PlayStation 4, just a more powerful version. I, I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I have, I, I, I don't know. Right. It, I, we just got PS4 Pros, right. man. I mean, if you think about it, when do we, <laughs> when do we get PlayStation on. 4? We got PlayStation 4 back in 2013, 2000, yeah, 2013, yeah. So it's 2017. That's four years right now. We got the Pro last yeah. year. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I think 2019. I I I see I see 2019 in chat. Mm -hmm. I I think 2019 makes more sense. I think they're going to have to do some work if they put out a PS5 and it doesn't play PS4 games. I'm gonna. Fucking oh, okay. Rage. Well, damn. Anyway, <laughs> let's not rage. Let's move on. To especially if they do it. Especially if they do it next year. Let's Go not ahead. rage and let's move on to the next question because you know freaking t-bot over here about to have a stroke next question comes from nick zanklevich i probably mispronounce that name i'm sorry nick he's the host over there on wow talk if i just play crucible and don't level up through the story or get the light back am i handicapping my character yes because if you don't get the light back you're, you're dead forever um long the real really? answer is um if you don't play through the story, you're probably handicapping yourself because there's a lot of stuff that they're encouraging you to do in story to get leveled up or to get weapons or whatever. Like Crucible, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you are able to get exotics like you were in, in your one drop. Um, but you're, you're kind of want to you want to go and complete some of this stuff. Like they really. They've always expressed that you want to be a, a big. Uh, they, how do I say this? They want to make PVE and PVP complementary things. What I get from PVE, I can use in PVP. What I can get from PVP can improve me in PVE. It's never been like this is its own thing. This is a separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank you for agreeing, both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Next question. Yeah, so good. From from Defcon One. What is everyone's launch date plan routine? Ooh. Exist. Pick up a controller. Push the buttons. <laughs> That's what we do. So my plan for Tuesday is this. I'm gonna wake up Tuesday morning. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna lay mm. some frustration mm. down. Like I haven't. I like what I'm hearing. I'm going to lay that frustration down on you, Jordan. I'm just going to take it out all on you. Hold on. Okay. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'm going to eat. And then at around like 6 o'clock, I'm taking a nap. I'm waking up at 8.30. I'm going to go to my local GameStop. I'm going to pick up the game. I'm going to come back over here, pop the disc in my PlayStation 4, let it upload, and I'm going to take another nap. I'm going to wake up at 11.30. And then I'm going to look Jesus. straight in your face. I'm going to be like, let's do it. And I'm going to be playing the game. Wait, why? You heard me. Yes. My face? It's oh. going to be merciless. I'm a little uncomfortable it's be now. absolutely merciless. Little uncomfortable. As I'm shooting people, okay. I'm going to be looking at your face saying, this is what I do. <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right. I'm going to be playing at launch. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to... Wake up. I'm gonna like go to sleep like early Tuesday. I'm gonna like uh eat dinner, go to sleep, and then I'm gonna wake up like 10. And I'm gonna like be maybe like playing Destiny One or doing something on stream here live at twitch.tv forward slash IMT bot. Mm -hmm. And um I I'm gonna just gonna try to start it as soon as it launches, midnight eastern time for us. So yep. I um I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to do that. I I don't know how much I'm actually gonna be able to play that first day because I'm not gonna get a lot of sleep. But that's my general routine is get some get some mega naps in Tuesday. And then after that, I am going to go ape shit on Destiny 2. Literal ape shit. Oh, OK. Literally. Oof. Mine probably won't be that um, well thought out. It'll probably center around just downloading the game and obsessing over it for and watching it slowly download <laughs> and just screaming at it to go faster so I can get on and um, hopefully try to make some content on that first day. And then the rest of the day might actually be spent watching Teapot stream if he's going to be streaming. Nice. I'll be in there saying, what's up? He's, he's you find anything yet? He's, he's, I'll be in the computer. He's pressing the buttons. He's shooting things. <laughs> be like, you shoot some mans? Yep. You'd be like, yep. No, I, 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 no matter what your plans are, I think it's safe to say universally we are excited. It, it's, it's just it, it's a great time to be a Destiny fan. There's going to be so much to do. There's going to be so much to play. And whoever you go and watch, whatever stream you're watching, just know that we're so excited. We've been waiting for a long time. I think it's safe to say that we've been waiting since... December of Taken King, which was what, 2005, 15? Because we expected Destiny 2 to come out instead of Rise of Iron. And then we played Rise of Iron. And now we're, play we're, we're like, okay, I need my Destiny 2, though. Where's my Destiny 2? Come on, man. So I I'm really, really excited for Destiny. <laughs> Has it really yeah. been that long? God, that's, that's yeah, nuts, I mean, man. Th think about it. Destiny 1 came out <laughs> 2014. 2015 was uh, Taken King, 2016 was Rise of Iron, and now 2017 we got Destiny 2. 
Plus, the story just looks like it's going to be so much fun. It's it's just going to be oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, but I I, I plan on you know keeping myself energized, going to the gym, and and uh, I have some wings I'm going to be ordering. I'm going to be. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to the gym. Time out. I'm going to get naps. I thought I'm going to get wings. Yeah. Like, wait, what? I'm, I'm I'm going all keto. Like, don't give me any any carbs. <laughs> give me some protein. May, load me up on some fat. I need some wings. I need some scrambled eggs. I need some cheese. Some guacamole. He knows what he's talking about. See, the keto man right, right here knows. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, question two. Whoa, what? Baked wings with guacamole? Because there's actually a two-part question. Ooh. And to answer... To, I actually have a ranch dressing that's keto friendly, so I'm gonna be yeah, we we doing this one <laughs> gram of carbs, bitch. Anyway, oh, yeah. question two from t- yo, can we have can we have a food discussion after the podcast <laughs> For, ends? Whoever's watching us on stream, we'll have a food discussion. Like <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, question two from Defcom oh, one in regards to Bungie saying Engram's power will be determined on drop. And that will be a minimum power that they will decrypt at. What are our thoughts on that? Well, they're doing a smart decryption. So even if your character is, let's say, level one, because you another character, you have a a level 20 character, it's going to be like Destiny 1, where you're not going to be able to use that until you're that appropriate level. So I think it's smart. It's it's a way to level your to force you to play your character to level that character up, and not make it so that you can easily boost up to to the max level. Um, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. What about you guys? I think it's smart for sure. I think it's definitely an up from the previous methods that they've tried, which were hindering for. I mean, I kind of understood what they were doing early on, um, but and then and when they tried Rise of Iron, that just I don't know that I really didn't enjoy that method. That was probably my least uh, favorable time in Destiny was when I had to go through that. Right. So I I think that this is yeah, like you said. I mean, it makes you work, but at the same time, you might work a little bit harder, but you're going to get what you want. And you're going to get what helps, which I think is a good trade-off. If 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 we get what we want, that's that's the ultimate goal. I think, based on the description of how this mechanic's going to work for decrypting the engrams, I think it's exactly what we want. I think we're going to get an engram, and we're going to get what we expect, at least power-wise or level-wise, whatever it is. Yeah, that's what we want. And if they're doing some sort of infusion type of mechanic to level up stuff... And it, that's all the better. Um, I don't think light level leveling up is going to be the issue here. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think there's going to. I'm hoping there's other things that are going to sort of determine, uh, you know, how leveled up you are, quote unquote. Right. I think what they'll do is they'll make it so that yeah, your your level. We'll just throw out a random number. You're level 200 light, but your armor only has one spec. But you needed like five more, or like the max armor might still be like level 200 but it'll have like five five specs that it can have so that's how you like mm. really become uh be- become more proficient in the game 
that that's the loot grind that I think that you're gonna you're looking for. That's where there's things that are that are gonna be happening. That's just what I see. I hope it's like that, mm-hmm. but I'm not Bungie, so um, yeah. I, I, I there's just I think there's a lot that that that's gonna be going on with that, um, and it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. Oh yeah. Next question comes from Mr. Chicken Fingers, aka the host of Rasputin Radio. How authentic is Wilhelm Scream's Wilhelm Scream? What's the production value like? <laughs> now my my personal I love this question, can I just say? I love this question because this means that somebody gets it. Which so not ah! people, thank you. Not enough people do. Um I can give you my personal one, but I don't know if I'll do it justice. The usual one that I use uh, in most of my videos are just, I try to find the most obscure. I try to do a different one from every movie that it appears in. I try to end it at the end of the video. So you can get, you know, you'll get an Indiana Jones one or a Star Wars one occasionally. But my personal one is, "Ah!" it's about (laughs) as good as I can get it. My God. Okay, you guys go. Next, next question. Wilhelm Scream from Wilhelm Scream live on in order. Ah! Next, <laughs> next question comes from JD Power Shots. Your opinion on the raid only being a week after D two release? I think what he's trying to get at is he seems a little disappointed that it's so soon. I I mean, I've heard a lot of people throw salt all over the place uh, about the fact that the raid drops a week after. And, you know, my response to that is the fact that uh, we don't know how the game is going to play out. We don't know how things are going to level the characters and things like that. What is going to uh, actually define raid ready? We don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know anything. So, you know, just play the game and we'll figure it out. Is it soon? Yeah, it's soon. I totally agree. Is this something we should worry about? No, it's a video game. I'm just going to play it. Enjoy it. That's what I say. Just enjoy the video game. Play it. Have fun. And um, we're going to... Uh, can I say mm-hmm. this? About the... Uh, we So Jorge and I, along with a bunch of our Dicebreaker clanmates, are going to... Oh, and, and David. Him, yeah. The, absentee. The dude with the nose. The guy that we never mentioned when he's not here. The loser. Yes, David Diaz Bolt. Co-host of the podcast is absent on vacation right now. He's joining us along with three other Dicebreaker clanmates. We will be attempting a world's first when the raid drops. Um, Attempting. Yes, we will attempt it. It will be probably streamed on multiple uh, channels. Mine, David's, and uh, Jorge slash Gotus. So tune in, guys. Um, But yeah, that's my opinion. Wilhelm, what about you? You know, I would also say that, it, it, yes, it seems quick, but as you say, what qualifies as raid ready? I mean, I, if I can remember the first time I went into Vault of Glass, I might have been a level 25 or 26 at the time, which was, I, I, I think I'm remembering how the the power level scaled early oh on. Oh my god, level. you must have been destroyed that battle level I, 28 well, bucks. Getting through the first part was difficult, but right. the thing was... Once I got the thing about the raids have always been that you've been able to get a certain amount of stuff And I think it's going to be more so as you go through the raid that does help you progress. So 
you know, you might not be able, nobody might be able to beat it on the very first day, but you might be able to get through a certain section on the very first day, which ultimately allows you to get through the next session, next section, or get more stuff outside of the raid that allows you to go back in. So I think, you know, it being close to the launch is really just another, I just think of it as another way of, of getting stuff, to be honest. Even if I don't beat it, I know I'm going to get something. That's a good way to look at it. I didn't think about it like that way. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I, I like that. So the next, so the I love next... doing Volta Glass, just the Templar for like the first couple of days. Just getting stuff from him was pretty good. So the next question that we have, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Maureen, am I right? Maureen, Maureen I'm sorry. Um, I'm not at all knowledgeable <laughs> as far as Destiny is concerned, but from what I've seen, what exactly is different or improved from Destiny 1? It's a loaded question. You're a loaded question. Well, it's a, it's a, it, it, yeah, it's a very open question, but I wanted to, I, I think it's a good one to address for people that may be tuning into the podcast for the first time. Other people that may not be, yes, hello, welcome. Um, people that may not be too familiar with Destiny. Um, so Destiny 1 was a uh, somewhat open world MMO, RPG, FPS, blah, 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 your mom uh, type of game. And uh, there was a lot of things about it that were not very MMO, RPG-ish, FPS-ish. Well, it was very F- FPS-ish, um, but it was a lot of space magic, a lot of ability type of play. Um, the shortcomings from Destiny 1 were uh, I, 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 a lot to list. But, you know, unbalanced Crucible play. Crucible was the PvP uh, and still is uh, in Destiny 2. Um, there was also a lot of disjointed uh, storyline within the game uh, that they tried to fix, but they never really did with expansions and DLCs. Um, the uh, the gameplay itself in PvE wasn't always smooth. Uh, the raids uh, were a little bit uh, mix-matched uh, as far as the uh, the way they played out. Is this it just didn't feel like a finished game. And one of the biggest things that they're improving upon in Destiny 2, in my opinion, from Destiny 1, is they're making... This is just from the beta. I'm only speaking from experience now. The beta. It feels like it's going to be a finished game. It's going to have good story that's uh, coherent um, and doesn't feel disjointed. They're improving the uh, the quality of life a lot with how you level and how you move about the world. Uh, you don't have to go to orbit and have load screens every five minutes. That seems to be gone, which is great. Um, I don't know, guys, you sort of agree with me where I'm going with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. No, I, I like this open-ended question uh, because I always like getting new people involved in the game and getting their experiences or, or their thoughts on the game. Um, because it's oh, always yeah. tough to really explain what Destiny is like. You can always say, well, did you ever play Halo? Just think Halo on a larger scale, but it's also it's a little bit more than that, um, and that's because the community. If it wasn't for this community, I, I don't think it'd be all that special. The community really makes this game feel alive. I think it's it's a very important part of this game, a very underrated part of this game. Um, we think of oh, PvP should be super balanced and this and that or whatever. When I think that we don't think about like our experiences with the community, like going, imagine if, if you were doing vault of glass and instead of you with five other people, it was you with five other, um, computer 
teammates. Like it, it would be fun, but it, but it wouldn't have the same effect. You know what I'm talking about? You, just knowing like you depend on each other. That 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 thought when you finally get it, when you've solved the puzzle, instead of having the game solve the puzzle for you. That's not something that's common in, in, in games nowadays. Like a lot of the game, I'm not poo-pooing it. The games like Call of Duty, we've all seen the video where he literally doesn't shoot a shot when he's in the Humvee. Everything explodes and he gets to the end of the level. Like that's not that's not destiny. Like that when I'm th- when I think, oh yeah, it, it, it's hilarious. L- look it up. But uh, but this isn't Call of Duty. It's it's important to take a lot uh, to take the game and 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 for what it is, which is an experience with your friends. That's what I when I think Destiny. That's what I think think about, and that's what I love about this game. I absolutely love the community. Um, so. Um, if I if I could mm-hmm. add to that, um, one of the major changes that I'm seeing is just how much community emphasis mm-hmm. Bungie has put yeah, on this yeah. game and helping people find other people. I mean, with clans now, it's going to be so much more accessible to people who just don't really know. I mean, I found early on in the game, sometimes as I was going through it, I was doing a lot of things on my own. Because that was just what I kind of felt like I was I needed to do just as like a player outside of the game, just going in and playing it. I was just like, all right, I'm going to just do all these things by myself. And it wasn't the most efficient way of doing it. And people were progressing faster because they were just finding groups and they were staying with those core members of people for long periods of time. And I just know that as a person who played a lot of solo time in this game, I'm going to really look forward to being able to just kind of find people quickly and stick with a group. And even if that group changes kind of progress in that way, I think it's a good thing for mm-hmm. new players. Right on. You heard it here, guys. Um, Wilhelm enjoys solo time. You know, it gets, it gets so lonely sometimes you just scream to yourself all day. I got the lotion for you ready to go. Anyway. Oh, the generic, you got that generic kind. Come on, man. You're a savage. <laughs> Anyway, right, next question on. comes moving from on. KJ Lewis twenty five. Yeah, with Luke Smith talking about the nerf of fusions, does it concern you with how they'll balance the game going forward? No. <laughs> yeah, I will say no as well. And because they talked about how they are going to balance weapons moving forward yep. already, um, and it gave me confidence. Am I a little upset that they're gonna nerf the fusions? Yeah, but let's wait to see how much they nerf them, and if it's a problem. If it is a problem, the community is going to be like, yo, Luke Smith, WTF, buddy, and they're probably going to fix it because they've been pretty good about listening to the community and if the community or what they view as the majority of the community wants a certain thing, they have in the past tried to appease us. So, yeah, I'm not too mm-hmm. worried about it. And I think it was something that had to happen a little bit. But. Yeah, yeah. What about the shotguns? I thought the shotgun was pretty badass. It felt good playing with the shotgun when I got it in the uh, in both betas, actually. So. I like the shotgun. The fusions were just it was so hard to get away from wanting to use it because it was such a beast. It was. It was fun. It was I hope snipers ever. get a little bit of a... Oh, I think snipers are actually in a very good spot. I think the problem with snipers was that we're so used, or a lot of people are so used to the body shot, headshot combo with hand cannons and sniper rifles, 
that's what they were trying to go and do. So it the snipers aren't going to be like that. <laughs> like you're you're not going to be able to get that. Um, well, the one that 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 you had in the game wasn't going to be like that. That was a definitely a precision weapon. Um, would it surprise me if there were higher impact sniper rifles in the game? No. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me either if this is what you really should be expecting. This kind of sniper. Yeah, I, I sort of think that the issue with the sniper was the sniper that we were using. We had one mm-hmm. sniper to use, and I didn't particularly like it. Uh, but a lot of the other guns felt like they did in Destiny, or like felt like a version of a Destiny 1 gun that I would have known. You know, with a little refinement here and there, different perks and such. Um, yeah, wait to see what kind of guns they come out with. There's gonna There should be a ton of legendary weapons at our disposal as we're playing the game. There's got to be some different weapons out there, different types of snipers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's wait and see. So the last question that we have is from Bearded Ski Gods. When will Crucible be available? After level five? Ooh, I don't know. Probably. Something like that, right? It wouldn't surprise me if Crucible wasn't available until after you completed the campaign. Hmm. Because well, let's theorize on that. If that's the case, do you think that's going to, or how much do you think that's going to upset the player base that is more PvP oriented? They'll live. <laughs> and the, true, but it, true. It goes back to. I want to say that, but it goes. Is that fair to them? It goes back to the original question that was posed um, by uh, Nick um, from a uh, Wow Talk, where that. They want PvE and PvP to be complementary. What you do in PvE benefits you in PvP and vice versa. So from a storyline perspective, it wouldn't make sense to have Crucible available in all these different places, especially if it involves Cabal architecture, unless you clear out the Cabal or whatever. Like like for all of a sudden, you're in Midtown when you haven't even uh, liberated the last city yet. That just doesn't make sense. What was the level need required for Destiny? Was it five or seven to get into Crucible? Was it five? I think it was five, um, but it wouldn't surprise me. And the, well, it was, it changed because originally you had to be a specific level, and then they changed um, to the point where you could just go straight to Crucible. So they they. Oh, so you, okay. as long as you went to the tower, you could start Crucible. Yeah, I don't think I was familiar with that change because, oh yeah, my god, I just remember going through the levels originally and having to wait, you know, get to the level required first. But I actually kind of liked that, honestly. I thought it was a fun little. It made PvP seem like start of, like part of the story, which I think is what they really want, and I think it's what mm-hmm. needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I sort of agree. I don't mind the uh, Crucible being gated by level. I don't know if finishing the story missions is the right way to do it. So hopefully it doesn't take them that long or take us that long to get into the Crucible. But yeah, if they weave it into the story in a nice way, it'd be cool to have a little bit of cutscenes, introduce shacks again and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Um It'd be nice to do that because I do expect a lot out of the story from this game. Cool. 
Well, thank you to everybody who supplied questions this week. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you to the chat. So now comes the time. The time for some EXP. And my question to the chat, first person to answer by the time we go through streamer from the week, gets the code. What is the name of the heavily shielded Hive Knight who protects Rasputin? First one to come up with the answer gets the code. But now, I'm going to pass it over to Zach, because now we're going to go into Streamer of the Week. And I know that you had a specific streamer that you wanted to promote this week. So, who is your Streamer of the Week? Uh, the guy I'm going to give a shout out to this week is Guardians Outpost. You can follow him on Twitter under the same name and follow him on Twitch under the same name, Guardians Outpost. He's a great guy, been streaming for a while, starting to get a little bit bigger now. Um, I think he just got uh, affiliated with Twitch, or not affiliated with Twitch, but got his subscriber button on Twitch very, very recently. But he's always been a friend, great community of people, always playing with viewers. So go check him out. So that's Guardians Outpost with its plural. Guardians Outpost, yes, with an S. Okay. Just, I just want to make sure it's clear because you do have Guardian right. Outpost. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that you're right. Not Guardian Outpost, Guardians Outpost. Right, yes. right. Got it. Cool. Definitely check them out. All right. Thank you very much, guys. So with that, we have come to the end of the show. We'll still be holding the, the little question up for a little bit to give away that EXP or that XP boast. But with regards to the show, this stage is over. So T-Bot, go ahead, close the show up. All right. Guys, we thank you for watching In Orbit and listening to In Orbit. We are available on a ton of platforms, so make sure you are spreading the word. The best way to do that is to share In Orbit with others. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and we have an RSS feed. Links are available for each platform right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. So check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com slash podcast, especially to send us some questions, facebook.com slash buttons, youtube.com slash buttons. You can search YouTube for Inorbit Podcast. We'll be having our live streams uploaded on the website weekly. So right after this show, I'll go ahead and download it, put it on the on the website so you guys can take a look at that live show stream. You can check us out on Discord at https colon slash slash discord.gg forward slash FA, and that's capital F, lowercase a, three, capital T, H-E-X, and email us at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be having all this information in the show notes, so don't worry if you didn't pick it up. We'll definitely put it in the show notes for you guys to check it out. So, Jordan, 
Where can people find you at? You can find me streaming here at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot. And Mr. Zach, where can people find you at? You can find me at Wilhelm, that's W-I-L-H-E number one M underscore scream at YouTube and the same on Twitter. Cool. What are your hours like? Uh, I usually try to post a video two or three times a week, uh, usually either mornings if it's a update like a Zer day or uh, a reset day. And usually I try to do one um, Saturday morning and possibly one Thursday afternoon. All right. And as always, you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, NRG. And of course, streaming here with Mr. T-Bot on Friday nights or whenever we have our show. Well, we're trying to make Friday nights a big thing. <laughs> my prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls points and directs, shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire show, David, Jordan, Jarrett, myself, and on this week's show, Mr. Zach Wilhelm Scream himself, we want to thank you for listening to the show, and as always, We'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.